Thanks for listening to the show. Join us online at playvolutionhq.com and learn how to support the show at explorationsearlylearning.com slash support. Grab your highlighters. Can't find them? They're probably right there in your pocket protector. It's time for that early childhood nerd podcast. Let's get nerdy. Here's Heather. Welcome to another episode of that early childhood nerd podcast. I'm Heather. Tiffany's here. Hey. Hey, Tiffany. Hey. Um, so disclaimer, Tiffany's husband may be coming in and getting the baby while we're recording. Maybe a slight no. interruption. Who I may I may also have a visitor showing up and just checking in. Oh boy. <laughs> while we're there's, recording. There's a ticking time bomb of a tired baby over here. <laughs> there's a dog trying to eat flies back behind me. Oh. I don't know why there are flies in our house. You know I what? Know. I left the door open earlier. I have flies in my house because I have a broken window in the basement. Um, but one of my cats is so good at jumping up and catching them out of the air. That's It's impressive. Yeah. It's the cat that I need to rehome if anyone wants a fly catching cat. (laughs) Yeah. Advertise for that cat. (laughs) Answers to a variety of names. All of them. Uh. Well, Fiona's okay. 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 Fiona. Are any of them okay to say on the air? Oh, I could probably say <laughs> most of them, but Fiona is the real name, but she answers uh-huh. to many other things. Um, so we're going to do another Emily Plank because we love her that much. Yep. Um, when you're reading a book, suddenly it's just like you underline stuff and it's like, yeah, we should talk about that. Yeah. So I, I read this book on my Kindle and you, on the Kindle you can um, hit the notes icon and it just shows you everything you've highlighted for the whole book. So when we were talking about doing a couple episodes from that book again, that's what I did. And it was just, even then I couldn't narrow down like the whole book. (laughs) The things I've highlighted. I was like, it's all too good. So I think we, I think one of those books that every time you read it, right. Something else speaks to you. Right. And then you get into, maybe it will save time. If I just highlight the stuff that's not blowing my mind. (laughs) (laughs) Just highlight the mediocre. Right. I'm just going to highlight the stuff that I could give or take take or leave um but it's a good book so that's that's if you haven't picked up on that after the bajillion times we've said it um well worth it so today's quote we're going to talk about fear and helping children manage fears so every time we remove a child's fear we interrupt an opportunity to help her learn to manage her fears is what emily says yeah so I'll tell you, I had an immediate, oh, wait a minute, reaction to this quote. Not that I disagreed with it, but every now and again, I'll read something and I can see how it could be misused. Oh, so yeah. I, I read this and I was like, oh, God, what if someone reads that and thinks that we should just ignore a crying, scared to death child and put them in their room with the door shut so they learn to manage their fears? Nope. And that's, that's not, not, not what we're talking learning. about here. Yeah. Um, nope. Or, you know. That whole, uh, she's scared of snakes, so I'm going to put plastic snakes around and help her. Man, that's not what we're talking that's about. That's not it. Nope. <laughs> um, we're talking about, so greater context. Yes. Um, should we do a specific fear and sure. just kind of discuss everything through the lens of Yeah, a you've fear? got one. Yeah. Um, 
my let's use the bears that we sort of talked about in the last can one. i hear you still oh yes okay. oh okay um <laughs> there was a gal who learned that bears live in forests therefore she refused to come to the enchanted forest with us what's or the enchanted go anywhere forest anywhere that she could see trees the enchanted forest is about three willow bushes in a bioswale behind the softball field <laughs> okay no bears yeah no possibility of bears but she but she didn't want to go because she heard bears were in trees. And bears live in forests. Oh, okay. And the enchanted forest, so there are going to be bears there. Uh-huh. She was actually five at the time. Oh. So I feel like. Um, and so in this context of removing the fear is to say, oh, you don't need to be afraid of that. There aren't bears there. Ah, uh, yeah. There are no bears. Don't worry. There aren't any bears where we're going. You'll be fine. Uh-huh. That, so, to me, is one way. You're, as an adult, you're just like, well, there's nothing to be afraid of. There right. are bears here. So the first, the first part of that is that it's just sort of irresponsible, kind of unkind, not in line with development to dismiss a child's fears completely. But I know we're, we don't intend. But we'll play the yeah. Right. We're just trying to comfort them. So we say, oh, there's nothing to be scared of. You're fine. Anytime, yeah. anytime the okay. response to a child's emotion is you're fine, I have a problem with that. Yeah, clearly you're not fine. Right, I'm not fine. I'm scared. Help me deal with the fear. Mm -hmm. Don't make me feel stupid for having the fear. Yeah, um, it does. It it does make you feel stupid when somebody's just like, "Oh, this thing you're really afraid of? Nah, you don't need to be afraid of it." Yeah. Well, yeah. Man, I am afraid of it. Exactly. I, just told you that I am afraid of it. Yeah, and we can come back to the bears, but. So I am, you know, almost 47 years old nowadays, and I still am really afraid of driving over bridges. Um, and I was afraid of bridges as a child, and there was not a very big one, but what are they called? Expansion bridges? The big, big, big ones really scare me. But um, when I was little, I was afraid of them, and there was a very small one we had to cross to get to the city, the town where my aunt and uncle lived, and I would close my eyes at the start of the bridge, and my mom would say, okay, we're across, and I'd open my eyes, and we weren't really across, and she thought that was so funny. Oh, that's so mean. Yeah, and so I still am really afraid. Like, when I go home to Nebraska from Indiana, I cross both the Illinois River and the Mississippi, and mm -hmm. if I'm not the one driving, I have to still close my eyes to get across, but I have a physical reaction to it still. Like, I, I, I have to crank the air conditioner way up before we get to the yeah. bridge, and... If I am the one driving, then it's a little bit more difficult. But, uh, I mean, I think that's an example of my fear as a child being discounted and rather never than... Never learn strategies to cope with it. Right. And I, in, in addition to not learning strategies to cope with it, I had a, like a negative memory to hook it on. Yeah. That stuck with me forever. Um, and I'm sure my mom just thought, oh, this is funny. She's cute when she's scared or something stupid, but... Yeah, or didn't really think it was that big of a fear. Right, right. Or, you know, she'll get over it if she just sees it, you know, if she just sees it. So, um, at least you didn't take that little girl to the Enchanted Forest and have someone dressed in a bear costume. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Uh, I had a teacher do a theme. She did it. It was a Sasquatch theme, and she did it because there were a couple kids in her four- and five-year-old classroom who were really into one of those Sasquatch hunting shows on TV. 
and they were yeah. turning the wooden unit blocks into walkie-talkies to talk to each other and using, you know, oh, language they'd heard. So she planned she planned this whole week around that kind of stuff. And they did have a parent come in in a costume and run through the woods behind the center. And um, so I have some mixed feelings about that. But what I loved was that when the children, you know, a couple of them, of course, expressed fear about that. So one of the women from the center, the office manager, went out and, like, hugged him and showed that he was safe and brought him up to the window. And so I, I'm, I'm, again, I have, there are some things that I would pick apart if this was a different topic with that. But the point is, some children were afraid, their fears weren't dismissed, and the adults found a way to kind of help them work through that. Or at least yeah. to learn that I can trust the adults around me when I need to work through something, which is a piece of, of managing fear, too. Yeah. So that would be... You know, one strategy to tackle fear would be like just approach it head on. Mm-hmm. I'm afraid of Sasquatch too. I'm gonna walk right up and give him a hug with this trusted adult that I know will protect me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think that's yeah. a piece of it. Yeah. Um. So what what kinds of things did you do, or do you wish you had done with the little girl and her bear fears? This is all wish. <laughs> I read this section on in um this book uh-huh and i was like oh regret 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 <laughs> before we I knew better it with the like let's walk through i'll walk through and make sure there aren't any bears uh-huh. and then if you don't want to go in you can just sit outside and you don't have to go in if you don't want to uh-huh. we all have to go out to the forest because i can't leave you alone leave you alone <laughs> yeah Everybody else is like, why would you ever be afraid of bears? We're literally behind the softball field. Like, yeah. I don't know, man. I'm convinced they're bears. Right. Hmm. Um, I wish that I had turned it into a little bit of a game uh-huh. and said, yeah, what if we do find a bear? Because uh, that was that that dismissing starts at that moment. So right. it's not. It's not that like, oh, here are all the strategies we have to learn about dealing with fear it's that the dismissing starts the second you say no there are no bears Uh you have to be able to say yeah what if we find a bear what will we do yeah how will we handle that that sounds scary right what will we do in real life Uh what will we do if we were goldilocks right which is a technique for managing fear you feel afraid of something you try to think what will i do if it happens i mean right now i'm afraid i'm not gonna find a job (laughs) Yeah, what will I do if that happens? What will you do if that happens? Yeah. So I want to go to that, though, because I think there are some people, and I definitely used to be one of those people. I think this falls into things we did before we knew better territory a little bit. Would sit down with a group of children and say, well, what would we do if we found a bear with the intention of getting a funny list oh, that yeah. we can laugh about with our coworkers or share with parents? Rather than really looking at it as a time to model for children <laughs> how to manage their fears. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. But I, mean, I could see that as a strategy. Like, let's ask, hey, Sarah, other <laughs> child in the class. Uh-huh. Are you afraid of bears? Yeah. No? Why not? Or like, hey, is anybody else afraid of bears? Yeah. Has anyone seen a bear? And just sort of talking about it in an open way that you can acknowledge, yeah, you're scared of this thing. Uh-huh. Fear is a part of life. Right. I think that that's 
something that the dismissal of a fear it makes children think oh i'm not supposed to be afraid right i can't trust my own instinct or my own feeling Mm -hmm. yeah but fear is a part of life yeah so if we put this because i've been thinking about um developmental theorists a lot here lately and so i've been reading eric erickson um hold on i'm writing a note so i remember where i was going with this and so there's two uh stages of Eric Erickson's eight stages of man or whatever that fall into the talk while I get a new chair. Yeah. That fall into the age group that we're working with. So trust versus distrust is one and initiative versus guilt is one. And I think how we respond to a child who's fearful can contribute to both of those conflicts, I guess is what I want to say. Um, because if we learn, like like when my mom, um, <laughs> you're back, when my mom lied to me about being over the bridge, another thing I learned is that I couldn't necessarily always trust the people in my life to help me with that fear. And if I couldn't trust the adults around me, I became more fearful instead of working through the fear. Yeah. If that makes sense. And then... Um, one of the other tasks is figuring out, is it okay to take initiative or should I feel ashamed of things that I want to do? That's another thing Erickson says we're working through when we're under five. And my idea is I'm scared of bears and I think there might be bears in that forest. And the adult reaction is, nah, you're fine. No, I still feel fear. Yeah. I, maybe, you know, what What does that tell me about trusting my own initiative or should I feel ashamed about this fear? Um, so I think there's some deep developmental stuff that falls into what for us is just intended as just a harmless, you're fine. You, I'm, yeah, I wanna you want to comfort you. You're okay. fine. Yeah. Um, so, so remembering those kinds of things can help us make a decision on how to respond to a child who's experiencing fear too. Hmm. hmm. Um, oh, so you're not bouncing now. New chair. No bounce. New chair. Um, what else? So so your first thing was you wished you'd asked more questions about what to do if we did see a bear. Yeah. How else would you, what else might my, you have done? My second thing would be to have have more access to bears in play. So this would be like, let's bring up the bear theme. Uh huh. Let's read about the bears. I was going to ask let's about read books. Winnie the Pooh. Mm-hmm. And maybe talk to this child who's scared of bears in that context of like, well, Winnie the Pooh is a bear. Are you scared of him? Mm-hmm. No. And then sort of try to bring it down to what is it about the bear that is frightening to you? Mm-hmm. Is it the idea that it might be hiding in the woods and startle you? Mm-hmm. Is it that it's bigger than you? Yeah. Is it that it might eat you? Because, you know, all of these things are legitimate things. I picked this one because I'm pretty scared of bears. At this point <laughs> um, I don't know why it yeah. started. Well, I'd be scared of a bear if I came face to face with one. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't necessarily think they're in every set of trees that I see, but I would sure probably poop my pants if I came upon one in the woods. Yeah, to me, it's the element of surprise. <laughs> it's the sneakiness of it's, the bears. Yeah. If I was sitting in my house and I saw one outside, it would be 
the coolest. Right. I would be like, oh, we saw this bear. It was so cool. But if I was outside, like, walking around my house and surprise came around a corner and there was a bear. Yeah. That would scare the crap right. out of me. And then how would you feel as an adult if you suddenly encountered a bear out in the wild and got scared and came to work Monday and were telling every and was telling everybody about this bear you saw and how scared you were and they made fun of you or told you you were fine or changed the subject? Like it would be as adults we like, wouldn't put up on, with that. Yeah. 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 But we out of you well, know, with good intentions, we throw that on children all the time. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. So, yeah, I wondered about books when you when we were talking about this because I think an initial reaction for a lot of people would be to bring in books about bears or books about fear. I'm not as convinced that books that are specifically written to help children with a specific emotion are the most useful things. Like, I feel like that. It's playing teacher sometimes. Mm, yeah. It probably depends on the book and the delivery and how it's used. But I think bringing in books about the specific topic that maybe they're afraid of mm-hmm. or things to play with to work through that. Yeah. Would be um, a kind response. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I also like the strategy listed in... Emily Plank's book about mm-hmm. developing a plan. Right. What are and you going to do if you see a book? You're going to pull out your magic wand and turn it into a <laughs> fairy? Yeah. Like, yeah. Incorporating play into that. It doesn't always have to be super realistic. Right. You're not actually planning what you would do with that four-year-old or five-year-old if you see a bear because you're not going to let a five-year-old develop that plan. Yeah. Like, that's a plan the adults <laughs> need to take charge of if you really yeah. think there's a chance of seeing a bear. But if what we're talking about is helping children use their own lively minds to come up with ways of managing their fear, mm-hmm. then pretend play is a valid response to that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you're struggling. But again, it's not, oh, it's not so we can sit in the lounge later and laugh at the ridiculous ideas they came up with. No. It's to give them really the opportunity to work through that fear. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Exactly. And I think this, and I know this is the point of Emily's whole book, children think so differently than we do that we can't use our own lens to determine whether their ideas are valid or whatever. You know what I mean? We have to... Yeah. It's like, if they spoke a different language... We would understand that we need to know something about that language to be able to communicate. Yeah. But we don't we don't carry that through to thought processes mm-hmm. all the time. They have completely different thought processes than we do. Different experiences, different skill levels. So they and don't. Just like you said, we're like not we going to leave the actual planning <laughs> of that emergency situation up to a four year old. Right. But I think also them seeing us validate their plan uh-huh. and, act, you know, seeing that response of like, oh, yeah, what if, if we did see a bear and you started screaming, I would come pick you up. <laughs> yeah. 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 You know, and like as an adult really talking through that emergency plan. Uh-huh. And then you pulled out your magic wand and you turned it into a bunny and then I'd go get the bunny and 
<laughs> yeah. Uh, let's put it in a cage so we can't turn into a bear. And what would we name the bunny? And then yeah, you're all off on yeah. a whole different topic. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. So what about... Um, I think... Whoa. Whoa. Whoa, what? I think part of it is about training the brain, too. Okay. As a kid, you have this fear. How will you train your brain to not hit the anxiety train every time? Mm. How are you going to... How are you going to replace that cyclical thought process? If we see a bear, I'm going to be scared. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, if we see a bear, I'm going to be scared. I'm going to be scared. I'm going to be scared. Mm-hmm. How do you retrain your ba- brain to then actually be able to problem solve? Mm-hmm. So I think that's part of it. Yeah. Even if the problem solving is ridiculous. Right. Well, and I think that's why you, do, you, you didn't, and, and it sounds like you didn't, you don't cancel the trip to the Enchanted Forest be- mm-hmm. because of the fear. You don't automatically remove, as Emily Plank said, anything that might be scary to a child just because it might be scary. We're going to, this, Billy Goat's Gruff comes up a lot in this. Oh. Billy Goat's Gruff is really scary and I don't know why. Yeah. You don't know I why do Billy Goat's Gruff. Troll. <laughs> yeah, the, the troll, troll is, is scary. scary. He's going to eat them, duh. Uh-huh. <laughs> Being eaten by a troll is scary. And where does it happen? Uh, yeah. On a bridge. Yep. Oh, those bridges. <laughs> oh. Oh, so but the kids far away, guy. The kids in your room, your class, are really into Billy Goat's Gruff. Is that what you were saying, or were really into? Yep. Um, that one comes up a lot in the Mm -hmm. fear. But we're not going to take away. We're not going to never read Billy Goat's Gruff to another preschooler again. Right. Because learning how to deal with that fear is just as important. Right. So, on another episode we recorded recently, we talked about gunplay, superhero play. Mm-hmm. I think working through fear is sometimes a big part of why children really get into that play. Yeah. Well, we're getting close to bedtime over here. So. Okay, that's okay. <laughs> Ooh, Papa's still not home yet. Uh, we can uh, we can work through and finish early. <laughs> <laughs> We may need to. <laughs> That's fine. Um, what did I just ask you? I just asked a question. Oh, Billy Goat's Gruff. We're not going to. Oh, gunplay and superhero books. play being yeah. about power and fear. Um, you know, I'm not saying maybe give the little girl a toy gun to take on the bear hunt. But okay. but, but what if that came up in an ideal, in a list of ideas? Are we going to say, oh, no, guns are bad? Yeah, we can't shoot the bear, even right. though. If, as a grown-up, you come into a trail with a bear and you have a gun, oh! It's probably what you're going to do. You, you're going to shoot the bear! <laughs> but maybe seeing, maybe that's another example of, you know, you have that initial reaction that this isn't the kind of play we want them to be engaging in, but then thinking about, oh, are they working through a fear? Or are they figuring out safety? Are they figuring out their power? Yeah. I mean, that could be a thing for that for a fear you can see now in the background this is my cat chasing oh, a fly up oh. into the, the roof up on top of all my books um okay well what else any last things about fear and helping children learn to fear. manage this quote from emily yeah and not saying you should artificially make right don't scare scary. kids on purpose so that they can learn to develop <laughs> techniques to manage fear but when it comes up, to handle their fear. right? And sometimes the oh, power right. is just 
this adult believes me, this adult trusts me, this adult validates my fear. I think that sometimes wonder, is the most powerful response. I wonder how how often is the fear a measure of us as adults? Right. That child is challenging us. Uh-huh. Testing, are you really going to be here? Are you Can I trust you to help? Can I trust you? And we tell them no every time we say, oh, honey, don't worry. Right. Yep. Okay, well, we're not going to say that anymore, listeners. No, no more, oh, you're honey, fine. No, don't worry. No, no more. <laughs> don't worry, honey. Uh, all right. Okay. Well, I think we did all go. we can on that. Go put your baby to bed. Put this baby to bed. Go all to right. Sleep, little baby. Night, baby. Night, Tiffany. Night, Heather. Night, listeners. Good night, Moon. <laughs> Bye. Bye. And that's the show. Now go get your nerd on. This has been an Explorations Early Learning Upstairs Studio production. Oh. Hey, we need your support to keep the podcasts flowing. Go to explorationsearlylearning.com slash support to learn how. One of the big things you can do is shop Amazon with the link we provide. You buy your cat food, you buy your kids' books, you buy whatever it is you buy on Amazon, you pay the regular price. We get a small percentage of it. Everybody wins. A lot of people are doing it. It really supports the shows, and we really appreciate it. Give it a try. Thanks.